Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where for the last time we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And Kat, do you want to tell us a little bit what this podcast is or was all about? (laughs) (laughs) So for around about the last two years, we have been going through a list mostly week by week. We've had a few hiatuses and each week one of us picks a movie um, for us all to watch and then they report on it to us and we learn some fun facts. We learn some things we didn't know. Sometimes there's sad facts, but you get that sometimes. And yeah, and then we bring it to your beautiful ears. And yeah, this is our last um, movie on the list. Movie number 101. We Can't did it. We, we stuck it out. Did it. We made it. We thought. made it this We'd far. We friends for that one. Th- that conversation <laughs> that we had in a bar one day, yeah. in one morning at a university with scooters in hand before midday, led to this. <laughs> Beautiful origin story. Beautiful. It is much like and, that man begins. <laughs> and this week it is Cat's turn. My turn to report, and I'm finishing off our. Dark Knight Trilogy with The Dark Knight Rises. So, some of you are probably old enough to remember this or even have seen it in the movies because it came out in 2012. Um, As with the other two in this trilogy, it was directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, The screenplay was co-written by Christopher and Jonathan Nolan, and the story was developed by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goya. Um, Much like the other two in the trilogy, it was inspired a lot by the Batman comic books. Um, So it was inspired by um, Bane's comic book debut in the 1993 Nightfall storyline, the 1986 series The Dark Knight Returns, and the 1999 storyline No Man's Land. Have any of you guys even read these? No. I read The Dark Knight Returns and looked at some parts of Nightfall. Mm. Is it similar? Uh, There is one very big similarity to Nightfall, Dark Knight Returns, not really. Like hmm. Dark Knight Returns is a, it's quite, Batman v Superman is closer to what the Dark Knight Returns is. <laughs> That's but interesting. Thematically, thematically, I suppose. What, what a shame that yeah. film didn't make the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think the most common thing, the the most common theme with the Dark Knight Returns is probably Bruce Wayne being a hermit. At yeah. The start. Okay. Which Beautiful. I, yeah, I know how you guys feel about that in this movie, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so similarly to the Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight Rises also had a viral marketing campaign, and the first six minutes of the film were released. So the like plane hijacking scene was released with other movies, but I'll talk more about that a bit later. Um, it had a budget of between 250 and 300 million dollars so much money um, so much money and then the box office was just over 1 billion dollars 
Um, so it was the seventh highest grossing film um, of all time at the time of its release and the third highest grossing film of 2012 behind The Avengers and Skyfall. Can I just say, 2012 was a big year for movies. Like, you had Avengers, Skyfall, Hunger Games, Twilight, like the last one in the Twilight saga, like no one Divergent. Cares about that. Well, holy shit. It was Twilight like went for long massive. <laughs> yeah, it's... When when I think The Dark Knight Rises came out, I'm like, that's not that long ago. And then you say The Avengers came out, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was so yeah. long ago. Yeah. yeah. Probably Nine years. Based, based on the amount of movies that followed up each of them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the events of the movie are set eight years after the events that happened in The Dark Knight. Um, so you've got the main cast returning. So you've got Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, Michael Caine as Alfred, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. And then you've got a few um, new characters. So Anne Hathaway is introduced as Selena Kyle or Catwoman. Tom Hardy um, plays the main villain, Bane. Um, Marion Cotillard. I hope I said her name right because she's Cotillard, great. I believe Cotillard. Cotillard. There's two L's in it, though. Double corrected you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the double magic L of is being French. A y sound, I believe. Okay, Cotillard. Um, she plays Miranda Tate and um, Talia Al Ghul. And then Spoilers. you've got the beautiful... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nine years ago, I feel like you should have watched it by now. <laughs> um, and then you've got the beautiful Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, playing John Blake, also known as Robin. Um, and then Big a little. Spoilers. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Right>. guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. If you didn't know by now, then you just deserve to have it spoiled. We're just straight up in full spoiler ter- territory for a nine year old movie here, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got a little Aussie actor cameo um, with Ben Mendelsohn ben playing. Mendo. Is it a little cameo, though? He's in it well, a bit. He's, he's in it a little bit. Supporting he plays actor, Colin I'd say. Daggett. He yeah. just, yeah, okay, supporting actor. Honorable he comes mention. in and out, you know, it's doing his um, Ben Mendo's things. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got Cillian Murphy um, reprising his role as Scarecrow or Dr. Jonathan Crane. Um, and then you've got a few little cameos um, because there's a scene with a football team. So the Pittsburgh Steelers um, cameo as the fictional Gotham Rogues football team. <laughs> they um, went well for them, didn't it? <laughs> You've got um, U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy. He had a cameo in The Dark Knight as well as this one, and he just plays, like, a senator in Gotham. Um, and is, that, is that the one that um, that Catwoman, like, brings along early on? I think so. No, I think it's a different one. I'm not one. really sure who okay. he is. No, he's, he's, was, he's, he looks like Sean Bean, but he's not, is he? No, it's not yeah. that one. <laughs> I thought that was Sean Bean. I was like, what the hell? No, I'm the senator guy is like a different dude. You continue though, Kat, please. Okay. And then last on my casting list is Thomas Lennon, who plays a doctor in this, and he also played a doctor in Memento, which we did months and months ago. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, you know, Nolan likes to reuse his favourite actors. I also noticed two other people who weren't really stars at the time, known at the time. I feel like mm. no one else would have seen them, so I'm going to mention them now. Okay. Um, Sarah Goldberg, who plays Sally in Barry, is like a 
government agent in like the, I don't know, the room with all the screens. I don't think she has a line, but she's in that like before. Yeah. <laughs> she was on Barry. I was like, oh, that's very cool. And um, JJ from JJ's Diner on Parks and Rec is a cop in this. Yeah. Random little cameos. I feel like Ooh. everyone's had a cameo in either the DC was, or Marvel. Well, it's not even a cameo. I think it was just like parts they got early in their careers. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to think that roles. early in their careers was nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to keep reminding myself that this didn't come out like last year. We were teenagers um, when this came out. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe we were older. Who knows? Was I? Yes, yes I was. <laughs> I just found him. He's Brett Cullen, who who looks a lot like Sean Bean, but is not. Nice. Ah. Isn't it weird that this feels like it didn't come out that long ago, but there's been, like, two other Batman since? And, yeah. like, yeah. about to be a different... Yeah. Yeah, and then now there's another returning one. How crazy. So weird. And yet mm. then you look at, like, Marvel, and it's just like, we've just been doing the same thing this whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we've got a good thing going. We've been stacking yeah. cash. Uh, <laughs> tell us some more. So, um, Nolan only agreed to make this third film um, if he found a worthwhile story um, because he feared that he would become bored halfway through production and just kind of think the film was unnecessary. Um, this is a direct quote from him, um, which I found on Wikipedia. Um, the key thing that makes the third film a great possibility for us is that we want to finish our story rather than infinitely blowing up the balloon and expanding the story. Unlike the comics, these things don't go on forever. In film and viewing it as a story with an end is useful. Viewing it as an ending that sets you very much on the right track about the appropriate conclusion. So I like that. I like that he's like, I'm just going to make what I want to make and that's going to be it because I don't want this to get out of hand and just turn to shit as we've seen so many trilogies do. Yeah, it's it's good that he thought about whether or not he should make it. Yeah, yeah. Considering he would have been given the money either way. Yeah, 100%. Um, so after the success of the Joker character, um, and obviously they couldn't reuse that because of Heath Ledger, um, the studio executives wanted the Riddler um, as the main villain in this movie. Um because he was similar to the Joker, um, and they wanted Leonardo DiCaprio as the Riddler, (laughs) which would have been interesting. I'm so glad they didn't do either of those things. (laughs) Well, Um, we never know. Look at the casting from last week when we are talking about it, and like, oh, Heath Ledger could never do that. So... Yeah, you never know. know? Maybe that would have been DiCaprio's first Oscar win. Yeah, maybe it could be a defining (laughs) career role. (laughs) Or career ruining, we don't know. (laughs) That being said, Inception came out two years before this, so I feel like he was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Then. And, I mean, he'd done Titanic and all that. What am I talking about? He was That's his career-defining role. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Nolan wanted a very different villain to the Joker to, like, kind of set it apart and not just have it as, like, a remake, um, which was how they ended up with Bane. Um, oh, Nolan has oh. said... Oh, are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just trying to do a Bane voice, but I just I it straight away. <laughs> 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 I 
Force like, all nope, confidence that. and that impression <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> it was like a noise cake. I was like, no, don't do it. It's not going to be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, carry um, on. So, you know, last week, how you were saying that he was filming with an IMAX 70mm film camera? Yeah, a big boy. Um, he did the same with this movie, but instead of just recording 28 minutes, he filmed over like most an of hour. It? Yeah. Yeah. He it's filmed a lot. a lot with this, and it shows. And, like, the opening scene, the plane scene that I was talking it's about so earlier good. is filmed with this, and it just, like, it makes such a difference. Um, so when they were filming, they went under the working title Magnus Rex to reduce attention. Um, why? Sorry, can I interrupt? Yes. Why are working titles always so dumb? Like, it's like, it's like oh, they're filming a movie attention. called. Yeah, but it's like they're filming a movie called Magnus Rex. I think it's more they sound generic, and that just doesn't make people go, oh, thank yeah, God, I'll, I'll go look at that. Massive yeah. film crew organization filming Magnus Rex. I'd like, is this a fucking detective T Rex or like what is going on here? I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be like, I want to go and see what the fuck is going on. This is drawing more attention. <laughs> it, it sounds like something that would have been a book like 60 years ago. Yeah. And I feel like. Yeah. And, like that no one knows about. So everyone would be like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, carry on. I'm gonna, not going to go check. <laughs> um, so you may have noticed that um, Pittsburgh kind of replaced Chicago as the main city they filmed in. And, and that New York. was because... And Los yeah, Angeles. And New York. And Los Angeles. But Pittsburgh. I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, so according to producer Emma Thomas, the filmmakers elected to shoot this movie in Pittsburgh to emphasise Gotham's immense size and scope and because they, quote, literally shot every inch in Chicago. So... Otherwise, they would have just been shooting on the st- same um, street corners. Wouldn't that be a good um, thing? So it's like, oh, it's the same place as this event's happening as what happened. But in they the want to show movie? how big it is, you know. Yeah, okay. They want to show the scope and the immense yeah. vast. Chicago is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the story wouldn't work if they didn't shoot it in New York, partly. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, Trump Tower actually replaced the Richard J. Daly Center as the location for the headquarters of Wayne Enterprises. Trump Tower is way depressing. That's pretty cool. That is a fun fact. Does that mean Donald Trump's Um, Batman? No. God, no. no. Fucking hope not. (laughs) He actually comes up in my report a bit later, so be prepared. Okay. Um, Damn. More than 11,000 extras were used for the football scene. So they were they. It wasn't CGI. It was oh, actual wow. people in a football stadium, which is pretty cool. I think you could tell too because it was like not you know yeah. just sound like a pompous twat, but like the way that people were moving in the background for some of the shots, it you could tell like it wasn't a computer generated sort of like crowd. Yeah, yeah. like there was depth and there was individual motion and it's like that is actual real people. Yeah. Well, you know Nolan with his actual visual effects, not CGI. Loves it. Loves that shit, man. Um, And speaking of that, the plane scene at the start is pretty cool. They actually, they filmed it over, I think they had five days to film it, but they only ended up filming for the three because they just got it right. Um, And they filmed in Scotland over 
its highest mountain range and actually dropped a plane into the mountain range. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, because there was no one around and they just had permission to do it. So they were like, well, why the fuck not? Let's drop a plane um, out of the motherfucking sky. Hope yeah. there's no hikers out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck's that? Why is that? Yeah, like a splat. I was trying to find more info on this because I thought it was so cool, but I was trying to find out if they actually did the um, did the stunt, like jumping from the plane to plane and like hooking it on, but I couldn't find any solid evidence. So if anyone knows anything about it, Jacob, I'm looking at you because you watch a lot of docos on this shit. <laughs> um, do you know out. anything else about it? I found out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just a little fun fact about Bane too. He had to wear lifts in his shoes because um, Tom Hardy is actually quite short. He's five eight, and Bane is meant to be six eight. <laughs> um, so he had, so one he foot had to lifts. He had to wear foot lifts. He had to wear sh- lifts in his shoes just to be the same height as Christian Bale and everyone else on set. <laughs> He's only three inches taller than me. He's only like that's that blows my mind. Yeah, I've never I've never imagined Tom Hardy as being super tall. He's got quite an imposing presence, though. Anyway, I feel maybe it's just the camera. Maybe, maybe Tom Hardy, if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> just the camera, being, or is I it you? Being a like, I, I forgot he was so big in this. I'm like, not even like I don't know. Like, he's not like. Lean, no, like, he's got oh, a bad no. now. He's like all like muscle, like he's all like just ginormous. Yeah, yeah, he's so, very uh, stocky. Okay, yeah. I think so, the fact that you only see his eyes too makes him more yeah clarifying. Hundred percent, and because he's got on all the big like jackets and stuff, and like wearing harnesses, like I feel like that just adds to it all. Oh, definitely. Um, you saying? So, all the internal shots are filmed on the ground mm-hmm. because yeah. you can't see outside. Um, all the shots where you can see outside are filmed in the air. And yeah. there were stuntmen hanging out of that plane when they dropped it. Yeah. So, right. there was the prop plane, like, piece that they dropped off the other plane. And the people hanging off the wires were the stuntmen hanging off the wires inside the plane as they dropped it. Damn. That's so cool. Yeah. Ugh. So there you go. Stuntman just Your I question has been answered so by the top result Thank on you. Google when I searched um, plane stunt Dark Knight Rises. I looked that up. <laughs> Maybe my algorithm's different to yours. <laughs> top result. Getting, like, I just kept getting screen rant articles and I was like, you Yeah, that's what that was in. It was in there. Things. What? <laughs> I need to work on my research skills. <laughs> just read. <laughs> Anyway, um, so talking about Bane's costume, um, the costume designer Lindy Hemming explained that Bane uses a mask to inhale um, a gas, which, in director Christopher Nolan's words, keeps his pain just below the threshold so he can function. Um, and in design, which is very Bane- different to the comic character. Oh well. Tell us more. You, no, you keep going and I'll, I'll get a distinctive answer on what the gas is. Distinctive answer, okay. Yeah. 
Um, so in designing Bane's costume, Hemming needed it to look like an amalgamation of sorts, of bits and pieces he cobbled together as he passed through some very remote places. We made parts of his vest, for example, from fragments of an old military tent. His clothes are militaristic, but they are not in any way a uniform. He, uh, Hemming also designed Bane's mask to look animalistic, which is very, like... As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. He looks like he's about to bite someone's face off. So costume effects supervisor Graham Churchyard created a three-dimensional model of of Tom Hardy's face and skull to design the mask, allowing the mask to perfectly conform to the contours of Hardy's face. Hemming personally designed Bane's coat, which she admitted took two years to complete, taking inspiration from a Swedish army jacket and a frock coat from the French Revolution. It was designed to make Bane look equal parts dictatorial and revolutionary, which I think is pretty cool. Two years to make one coat is yeah, it's all, it's fucking insane. Okay, so the comic book Bane, I couldn't, Bane, I couldn't remember what the compound was called. It's called mm-hmm. Venom. Injected into the back of the neck um, gives the you know user um, it would instantly transform someone into a hulking mass of unbridled physical strength. It's a highly addictive super steroid, right? Which is why like he's fucking huge. Got a mask on to. Inject it into himself. Well, if you look at the other comics, it's kind of there's a wrist device that with cables that goes to the back of his neck, mm. and yeah, there's like it's, it's injected directly into his neck, and there's like a face breathing apparatus that helps. And yeah, it makes him so very different to kind of like kind of Hulk size. Yeah, which is like yeah. why I think like Bane's Bane's a weird one for this movie series. I think, but like because yeah. you couldn't I, do I, that. No, but I, I think I, I guess it makes sense because they do, obviously because I did think oh maybe the Riddler would have been better for something like this, but then yeah you're kind of running the risk of like making it just an, like an impression of the Joker or something. Mm. Yeah, I think that's why it works so well because it's so different from like the Scarecrow and then the Joker and then yeah we've got Bane like they're three very distinct movies in themselves. Yeah, I know. I, and I, I think Superman. I. I would prefer to see Bane as like a um, like a henchman type thing, which right. I think he Instead is sometimes. Like... He's a masterful yeah. tactician and one of Batman's greatest villains because it's the only one that can match him in sort of like tactics and yeah. physically, you know, as shown in this movie, breaks him. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes, he mm. does. Which is a literal... Like that, that, that's the, the basic the cover of... Um, Nightfall, like him breaking Batman's back. Ugh. Ouch. Yeah. That he would hurt. And like, it's pretty yeah, fucking yeah. brutal. Um, so, the bat suit also got an upgrade in this movie. Um, it, con- it consists of 110 separate pieces, each of which had to be replicated dozens of times over the course of the production. Um, the base layer was made of a polyester mesh that is utilised by the military and high-tech sports manufacturers because of its breathability and moisture-wicking properties. So I'm assuming that Christian Bale would have been much more comfortable in this version than the original Batman Begins version. <laughs> um, 
molded pieces of flexible urethane. I don't know how to say that. Um, were then attached urethane? to the mesh. Well, it doesn't have poly in front of okay, it. Okay, well, urethane? Urethane? Singular urethane, urethane I guess, because it's not poly. It's Singular. <laughs> um, so they were then attached to the mesh to form the overall body armor plating. Carbon fiber panels were placed inside the sections on the legs, chest, and abdomen. The cow was sculpted from a cast of Bale's face and head to become a perfect fit for him. The suit remained unchanged um, in shape since the Dark Knight. So that's pretty cool. Is, maybe should have had some carbon fiber, fiber, the carbon fiber panels, you know, near his ribs. Yeah, might help yeah. a little bit. Oh, you know, something to stop his gap. back from getting broken. Isn't that maybe, like you know, back breaking, stabby stab. <laughs> You know? um, so it's a pretty likely place to get stabbed in a fight. Sorry, cat, but like you know, <laughs> okay. that's kind of arm swinging with a knife area. If you're in sort of like that situation, that you maybe have something that's knife proof there. Knife maybe proof. anyway, you just you just don't think you're ever going to get stabbed at close quarters, do Because you? you're Batman, I guess. You like I don't get stabbed. Yeah. I don't get stabbed. I'm Batman. <laughs> Um, so another thing this movie added um, is the bat, which is an amalgamation of the bat plane and the bat copter. I don't know anything about those two um, vehicles because I don't read comics like those nerds. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the bat is pretty cool. Um Definitely Sorry. one of my favourite parts of, of the movie, pretty much every scene that it's in. Like the I never Yeah, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, like, you know, the first one where it's like you have you have the wrong animal there, sir. And then this isn't a car, and then just the at in the last ten minutes as well. Mm. The bat is just awesome. It's pretty I cool. never realised I had like a helicopter blade on the bottom of it. I was like, Oh that's Yeah. That's I weird. didn't realise that to watching this either. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like what? Oh, that's so weird. And also, I don't know, I think it just looks a bit, like, I, I think because, like, it's just sort of stationary. Like, there's no arms or anything that moves along. Mm, yeah. It just kind of looks a bit dopey while it's flying <laughs> through the sky. I thought it was cool when I was, like, doing spins and outrunning, like, rockets. But, like, otherwise, it's just like, oh, it looks kind of, yeah, I don't know. It looks like a bug. It, yeah. A oversized bug. Yeah. Um. So when they were designing this... It had to kind of fit into the same, like, because um, you know how, like, the tumbler and the bat pod have a very particular Just, look. Yeah. Yeah. It had to fit into that kind of look. Like, it had to look like to it was made by the movie. Wayne R&D. Yeah. Um, and so once they had it designed and made, actually filming it was a challenge because of Nolan's emphasis on practical effects. Um, so to film it, it was supported by wires suspended from cranes and helicopters and mounted on a purpose-built vehicle with hydraulic controls to simulate movement. Jesus Which just sounds like a lot of, a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. For a movie that has a lot more CG in it than the previous ones. Yeah. Like, just, you know. It looked a lot good. It looked really good, though. The scenes with this in it. Yeah, well... Some of the scenes with, like, the motorbike, though, in this movie, I just shook my head out because I was like, that's so CGI and I hate it. 
to be fair, they they still looked better than the the motorbike flipping up on the building from Dark Knight. <laughs> That's true. Like it looked like yeah, it didn't look great, but it looked a lot better. I don't think yeah. there was anything as jarring as that in this, but I, I did notice more often that I was like, oh, that's yeah. pretty. I think especially when he's like doing like drifts and the front wheel spinning, I was like, oh. See, I think I just noticed it when Catwoman was riding it towards the end. There was like two times where I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, but okay. I don't know. I think I'm a bit more basic than you guys. I was both thinking, damn, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're here to pick it apart, James. You've got to be ruthless. <laughs> but my CGI. <laughs> um, and the Batcave also got a makeover in this movie. Um because obviously Wayne Manor was rebuilt um, since Batman Begins. Um, so they redesigned it to have everything rising from the water, give it that cinematic quality. And so they could yeah. um, be like, get it? It's rising. The- like the title <laughs> of the rising. movie. I oh, felt a bit hit over the head by that this this time around watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much, like, so much stuff. Um, I'm also like just pointing towards rising. Yeah, but also like, who built this? Like, someone in Gotham knows, or yeah. lots of people in Gotham know. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. I can yeah. only assume he just got some independent contractors in and then killed them. Yeah, hundred percent. They're the just Joker, living in the back cave these, now. These innocent workers—they <laughs> can't know. They can't leave this place. Yeah. Um. So Hans Zimmer obviously scored this because it's magnificent. Um, the film features a prevalent chant of the phrase Deshi Basara, oh, excuse me, which, again, means rice. Um, Does it so actually? Oh, no, what language yeah, is it? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's just Batman language. Or, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Um So, in November 2011, Zimmer crowdsourced online audio recordings of the chant to be used in the film's score. Um, When asked about the chant for clarification, Zimmer said, the chant um, became a very complicated thing because I wanted hundreds of thousands of voices, and it's not easy to get hundreds of thousands of voices. So, we tweeted and we posted on the internet for people who wanted to be a part of it. It seemed like an interesting thing. We've created this world over these last two movies and somehow I think the audience and the fans have been a part of this world. Would you keep them in mind? So that's pretty cool. Just, like, tweeted it and was like, can I just get some audio of you guys chanting this so I can put it in the movie? (laughs) The power of the internet, friends. I found out it's either Moroccan or Mongolian are both, like, approximate... um... Translations, neither of which are completely accurate to Rise, but they're close enough. Interesting. Morocco and Mongolia are very far apart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, very far apart. Yeah, but, I mean, the same can be said for a lot of languages that just happen to have certain words that sound similar. I guess. I was like, that's opposite sides to a fucking... Like, yeah. To con- like, that's a long way. Okay. <laughs> uh. Um, so I touched on it a little bit before about the marketing. Um, so the official website launched in May 2011 and introduced a viral marketing campaign similar to the one used to promote The Dark Knight. Um, the website streamed an encrypted audio file described by users 
as chanting. Um, users decrypted the audio to the Twitter hashtag, hashtag the fire rises. Oh. Um, Warner Bros. removed a pixel from the web page for every tweet using the hashtag, and the website revealed the first official image of Bane. Um, in July 2011, a teaser trailer leaked um, before its official release with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, and then the theatrical trailer was released, uh, sorry, was leaked online before its release um, a few days later with Sherlock Holmes' A Game of Shadows. Was it Hello's Part One that they did the the release of the first scene from Dark Knight, or am I? Or was that something different? It was Part Two that they did. Oh no, no, that was yeah, um... the one from from last week, Jacob. No, that was um um fucking bloody um um. <laughs> I am Legend. That's oh, the one. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah. This wrong. time round, the first six minutes were attached to Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. So, a little bit of a light down there. Um, <laughs> it had, the trailer had more than 12.5 million views in 24 hours and set the record for most combined downloads from iTunes, beating the Avengers, which is pretty cool. But then Avengers got back. But then Avengers got back because they re-released or something. No, I, I meant like know. down the line. Endgame? Like with, I think, yeah, and Infinity War and Endgame, like, fucking broke trailer records yeah they, they specifically <laughs> made those movies to get back at rises yeah and i think yeah. they were just like christopher nolan fuck you i think <laughs> no way home's broken it again yeah of course because spider-man, Spider-Man. um so viral marketing campaigns for the film continued as magazine companies empire and wired received quote cia documents concerning a dr Leonid Pavel, um, with its mugshot connected to actor Alan Abutbul. I'm not sure how to say that, sorry. Um, According to the first document, Pavel is a missing Russian nuclear physicist, while the second document appears to be an edited transcript of a conversation discussing the um, handover of Dr. Pavel to the CIA, um, but with most of the conversation redacted. These were later shown to be plot elements of the six-minute prologue. The official Twitter account later linked to um, another censored document, this time referencing Operation Early Bird. A website of the same name was discovered, revealing a countdown timer. When the countdown finished, the site presented a map showing all available theatres that would be screening the film's prologue earlier than its release. Um... Which is a lot of effort. Oh my yeah, gosh. On. Um, in January 2012, six months prior to the film's release, tickets for midnight IMAX showings in New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles went on sale and sold out immediately. Purchased tickets surfaced for sale online for over $100 compared to their original price of $17.50. Oh, scouts is pretty the best. cool. Uh, um,. So something a little bit sadder, um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, on July 20th, 2012, in Aurora, Colorado, um, a gunman kill- uh, wearing a, ga- a gas mask killed 12 and injured 58 when he open-fired in the theatre. Um, 
Nolan said, I would not presume to know anything about the victims of the shooting, but that they were there last night to watch a movie. I believe movies are one of the great American art forms and the shared experience of watching a story unfold on screen is an important and joyful pastime. The movie theatre is my home and the idea that someone would violate that innocent and hopeful place is in such an unbearably savage way is devastating to me. Nothing any of us can say could ever adequately express our feelings for the innocent victims of this appalling crime, but our thoughts are with them and their families. So that's... I remember that happening. Yeah. Oh, do you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember too. at the time everyone was saying you were stressed at the Joker. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that disproven. Yeah. 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 It was like something a cop said, like, because he had, like, orange hair or something. Yeah. Oh. I think, yeah, a lot of people thought he was taking kind of Joker characteristics and being, quote-unquote, an agent of chaos, but, yeah, it was all disproven. It was just a shit person doing a really shit thing. Yeah. 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 Did they kill him? Like, was he shot by police or jail? He was arrested. arrested. I'm fairly certain he went to jail. Still in jail now. Yeah. Good. Good. I presume life sentence. Yeah. You'd have to. Um, So the Dark Knight rises. Actually, the whole series has been um, kind of accused of perpetuating a conservative agenda. Um, Catherine Short of The Guardian said the film is, quote, um, a quite audaciously capitalist vision, radically conservative, radically vigilante, that advances a serious stirring proposal that wish fulfilment of the wealthy is to be championed if they say they want to do good. In contrast, Liberal commentator Jonathan Chait stated that, quote, what passes for a right-wing movie these days is The Dark Knight Rises, which submits the rather modest premise that irritating though the rich may be, actually killing them and taking all their stuff might be excessive. Um, Nolan insists that none of his Batman films are intended to be political. He said, I've had many conversations with people who have seen the film the other way around. We throw a lot of things against the wall to see if it sticks. We put a lot of interesting questions in the air, but that's simply a backdrop to the story. What we're really trying to do is show the cracks of society, show the conflicts that somebody would be trying to wedge open. We're trying, sorry, we're going to get wildly different interpretations of what the film is is supporting and not supporting, but it's not doing any of those things. It's just telling a story. Yeah. Um, so you go, Jacob. Saying like that person was just like, you know, rising up and taking all the richest stuff, rich people's stuff is a bit excessive. I'm like, yeah, that that's that's crime. Yeah. Crime is excessive like that. That's an excessive crime. Don't no matter what, don't don't do that. Like it's like, um, yeah, that is yeah. excessive, but it's not peddling, you know, a you know, right wing agenda against or promoting capitalism. It's like just just don't do that. Just don't do crimes in general. <laughs> exactly that. It's just telling a story. Yeah, it's shining a light on the cracks in society. Yeah. The but- um the line from Catwoman where she whispers to to Bruce <laughs> about like you're gonna, you're gonna be, you and your friends are gonna be surprised that you could ever ever thought you could take this much from us. It felt really out of place, that whole little thing, because she's not really a part of that movement. She's yeah, like a Bane's thing to um, to tear down the rich. She's just, she wants the, the clean slate sort of thing. So I thought that inclusion of that, and you can just tell that was in 
like trailers and stuff as well. Yeah. I don't, I I think, don't know. It fell out of place. Yeah, to me. It's like just adding something to her character, you know? It's like it's just a part of the plot to kind of th- further her character, not like it's not integral to her actual development in the story. Yeah. I think it's also a bit more like about where she's come from. That like, you know, yeah. the rich people can take so much from the poor people of Gotham before they snap and yeah. take it all back. Sort of thing, like it's mm-hmm. a you know, I suppose you could say that's a capitalist notion that the poor people don't like capitalists, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, if anything, the opposite of what those people were claiming the movie's about. Yeah, yes, cap- yeah. Um, so I said I'd get back to Trump. <laughs> so in January, Speaking on of January twenty. 20- 2017, um, multiple media outlets noted that a small but key part of the US President Donald Trump's inaugural address, quote, had an uncanny echo of Bain's speech after he takes control of Gotham in The Dark Knight Rises. Trump had given the film a positive review in 2012 um, and in 2019, Warner Bros. threatened legal action after Trump used the film score for a 2020 campaign video without permission. Because I think he says, like, a line that Bane says. Um, I can't remember what it is, if anyone knows what it is. Nope. I'll um, find out quickly yeah, for you, though. He said it in his speech and people were like, that's from The Dark Knight Rises. And then he used the theme song. Uh, not the theme song, the uh, score. Yeah, yeah. And they were also like, um, you can't just do that. You can't <laughs> take a film score and use it for your presidential campaign. Sorry, I mate. think he's done that a bit. I think he did that a fair bit. He just mm. take like licensed music that he wasn't allowed to use. And yeah, I found I found the line that he quotes in his speech, giving it what back it? to you, the people. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I also just found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Trump said. Today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Bain said, We take Gotham from the corrupt, the rich, the oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity, and we give it back to you, the people. Hmm. I even got the same, like, comma right before the people. Yeah. Yeah. That's very similar... Yeah. Yeah. And it goes on to say Trump certainly did not intend to quote Bane, but then he kind of uses the music, so I'd say he probably did. (laughs) And he liked the movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Buildings in it, so he thinks he's Batman. Yeah. Um, So I've just got a couple of little fun facts. Only two. All right. I'm ready. Um, They better be fun. So each movie... Oh, oh no. <laughs> you can't travel anywhere, so you can't kill me. <laughs> She's got you there. Fuck! Um, <laughs> are we, uh, aren't we killing Nick? <laughs> sorry, sorry, shit, he's on this episode. Fuck! <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hi. Um, so, each You're movie from the Dark Knight trilogy is 12 minutes longer than the previous one. So, Batman Begins is two hours, and oh my god, a bird just flew at my window. That's um, nice. <laughs> so Batman Begins is two hours and 20 minutes. The Dark Knight is two hours 32. And this movie is two hours and 44 minutes. And I wonder if that's like intentional. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really long movie. It's, a lot happens. 
Yes. A lot yeah. of non bat it's a long time for a lot of not batmaning. Uh, yeah, I'd love to know yeah. how long he's actually in the suit for. I would yeah, I'd say it's it'd be like twenty uh, minutes maybe. Max. <laughs> and nineteen of those were the fo- at the end. Yeah. Um and just a last little fun fact for me to end my report on. Um, Is it fun? During, it's very fun. Okay. During production in Pittsburgh, a local man was arrested for attempting to steal an unmarked police car. He said that he was an actor and that his crime was actually a scene for this movie. A local newspaper ran the story with the headline, Like Batman, Car Thief Story Does Not Fly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, oh. That was a fun um, fact. I am a fan Ten of funds that. Ten puns out of fun fact. That is my number one fun fact of 101 movies. <laughs> <laughs> that line. I'm glad we can end on a high note. Um, Nick, did you want to talk about the ending? Uh, yeah, sure. I, like, I don't know how you guys feel about, well, overall, the film, but I think this goes from sort of slow to really good to possibly one of the biggest pieces of shit I have ever seen in my life. In the, you mean the ending is the biggest piece oh my of shit? God. Yeah, I, I really Why? don't like the ending to this. Oh, it's we so disagree so much. Yeah, really. do you not, wait, do you not, do you like, not the like the fact that he flies off and explodes and then he just appears at that <laughs> restaurant? No, or? no, okay. Now, here's, all right, here's my thing about the ending. So I think... There is a lot of studio interference with this because okay, so this ending, like Alfred and Bruce Wayne in the cafe together, it make like it's it's nice, but yeah. I think I think it was written or shot as it could be just in Alfred's head, but I think yeah. that, I think they've gone back and they've like not ADR, but they've reshot and possibly ADR'd in. Like evidence that Bruce Wayne is alive. What's the evidence? Like, so that scene where, like, I don't know, like, I think, for example, like the whole autopilot thing. Mm. I feel like there's way too much emphasis on that, and I feel like it might be something that was added in the script later. Yeah, because you can't kill Batman in your movie. There's also the reference I... to him going every year. I go to this same spot. See, yeah. I feel like that's there. fine. I feel like wink, that's a fine wink. scene to have if you don't constantly mention the autopilot. Like, because before he takes off in the Batwing, he mentions the autopilot to Selena, but, like, he says it even though he's already fixed it. Yeah. So that's obviously just there for us, the audience, to trick us. Yeah. Into, it's it's so everyone in Gotham thinks that he's dead. But he's not I... saying it to everyone in Gotham. I kind of got the impression that they ended with him, like, exploding and then did, like, a test audience and they were like, you can't kill Batman, and then that's well, when yeah, they put I, in the I, last I think, thing. Because it think feels very, yeah. I think that's what's happened because there's a, there's a lot in that ending where I'm like, mm, don't love it. Like, Well, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan has said that the ending was deliberately left open-ended and played out the way it was because he wanted to make it feel like a real world where everyone's lives continue, but not open enough that he could stop the studio from saying, we're going to keep going with this. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of established that everyone thinks that Batman's dead, but 
the audience is like, oh, he's alive. It's okay. Yeah. I tell yeah, you what I, I would like to see continued, though. Um, just a little Robin movie. That'd be that's, nice. That's my next point. I think uh, Robin, in particular, is the most useless character in this. Like, he feels like <laughs> I agree he's with just you, a setup for a future film, which is yeah. so un Christopher Nolan, I feel like. At the start, I, I that that just annoyed me where he's like talking to Bruce Wayne and he says, "Oh, you came to my orphanage with two models," and I looked at your eyes and I was like, "Oh, he's Batman." Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, obviously, more people should know in this real world that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah, but like, it would not be hard to figure out with the technology that they have. Yeah, but why Someone is Someone could just follow him or, home. Or the fact that he said, like, two words to Rachel at one point, and she goes, Bruce? Yeah. yeah. It's like... Yeah, those are very specific words. Like. Yeah, but still, it was just like, oh. And that well, that one kind of makes more sense. She's someone that... One of the few people he actually speaks to a lot, so at least his yeah. voice is going to be familiar, even if he's trying to change it. Exactly. But, this guy just looked at him and was like, oh, this is an orphan, and yeah, when but, I look in this fellow orphan's eyes, he's clearly <laughs> Batman. Also, I feel like if... <laughs> Fuck off. James was being Batman by night and he walked past me in the Batman like costume, I'd be like, hey James. I feel like I would know that it was like, you know, I'm like, hey man, what are you doing? Like Yeah. So I feel like Bruce Wayne being passed all over everything all the time and be like, that's Bruce Wayne in a Batman costume. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say they've already established like with the Joker, like how much effort he went into to like finding out who Batman is with like quite serious resources. Therefore, it's established that in this world, people don't just know it. And then this guy just randomly knows it because he looked in his eyes yeah, once. Like, oh, and they're both fucking orphans. Bruce Wayne. Yes. He's Batman. I, I feel like everything that, um, that, what's his real, what's his, um, legal name? Um, John Blake. Blake. John Blake. I feel like everything John Blake does in this is something that Gordon could be doing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but right. Nolan was setting it up so that the world hospital. was continuing afterwards, that there would be like a Robin slash Nightwing to take over from Batman to protect Gotham, but Bruce would go, I'm going to go bang Catwoman in Europe forever. <laughs> but also... <You> know? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Also, <laughs> while we're talking about Robin, like Robin himself, firstly, he's going out with his legal name, pretending to be a, a vigilante, but that I, I don't really care about that. The fact that the... Lady at Wayne Enterprises takes his bag, like gives him the bag, and was like, "Hey, I know you've changed your name legally, which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. But you should go by your birth name." Yeah, yeah. insult. <laughs> like, like, if, yeah, if I change my name, which is like incredibly hard, and someone was like, "Oh, no, you should call, you should call yourself Nick still, even though that's not your name anymore." <laughs> I hate your new name, essentially. Yeah. Robin. Yeah, how rude. <laughs> if he was like Terry McGinnis or something. That like that No, that that's the um Batman Beyond character's name. So that's something. Right. Oh. Something you just kinda if you know you know and like that guy's gonna become Batman, but whatever. Like but I oh, know, the the Robin thing is just dumb. Yeah, he I agree is. With you. Oh well. But yeah. Well they've uh, gotta leave an opening for another movie, don't they? But they did because Christopher Nolan was dead. Yeah, Christopher he wasn't Nolan going was, to. Was, it was never going to happen. But he just wanted to have it set that the world, to the audience, the world is continuing. That Gotham yeah. is protected, and you know, 
He's going to tease us a bit. Yeah, yeah but he uh, was like, they're anything... not making another one. It's not happening. Yeah. Well, you, you can set it up to, oh, there'll be another Batman or Gotham will be all right, but, like... Gotham's never going to be all right. There's too many super but, villains. But you, you don't need a guy... Well, that's another thing. Like, the, the, there weren't any villains for, like, seven years or whatever. Yeah, it was just, we're chilling. Oh, yeah, true. We cleaned this place up too much. <laughs> Still yeah. got 6,000 cops in the sewer, though. I feel like that's too long for him. Like, I, I'm fine with him, like, going into hiding or whatever, but like, I feel like it should have only been four years. He wasn't in something. hiding. He was fucking crippled. Yeah, but isn't that just for him, like, getting beat up for, or being, like, super physical as Batman then doing fuck all? Yeah, because for... he has no cartilage left. Yeah, he's, he was being Batman for so long, his body was fucked. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go <laughs> lock like myself in a room. Like, he physically couldn't. Yeah, because then people would raise questions. Why is Bruce Wayne so fucked with a walking stick? Is he Batman? <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like, oh, he's partying. It's yeah. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> this guy party. This it's guy's partying the cartilage out of his knees. It's, it's all his benders. Yeah, holy oh shit. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that's my thoughts on the ending. I just sort of, uh, it seemed very um, forced a lot of it. Like, a lot is just not great. What do you guys think of the twist of Talia? I hated it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the whole movie, I don't know, like, if anyone would have noticed this at the time, but the kid the actress that plays the young child in the pit. Joey King. Yeah. Female. So it's sort of like, oh, look at this female Bane child. And then it's like instantly like, he's like, oh, it's obviously her. Like the only woman in this movie that's not Catwoman. (laughs) It's just like, oh, (laughs) obviously she's the kid from the pit. I I, I couldn't tell if that's just because she looks exactly the same now. But yeah. 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 Because I saw that and I was like, oh, it's Joey King. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> but I remember at the I, I don't think at the time I thought oh that's, that's a, a girl. girl. I don't yeah. think I thought that. They're try- they kind of But I haven't seen this in nine years, so I think it's they hard didn't to tell stress her femininity. Yeah. 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 But I think it was funny. It's just like, well, it's obviously not and then it's like the protector. It's like, well, obviously that's Bane. Yeah, that like, that's the that so was the fucking... red herring for me. I yeah. was like, that's clearly Bane. Yeah, it's like, oh, and the child's protector was doing this and this. It's like, well, you know, who's that going to be? It's obviously the only character it can be. Also, she has the, yeah. the like, worst death acting I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. She's just, she's, like, laying all slouch. She's like, yeah. my father's work's done. <laughs> Do, can, can we appreciate Bane, like, Tom Hardy for Bane's death acting that the... the you know, Bat Cycle just comes in and he just gets fucking blasted across yeah. a room through a wall. It's like, well, you're definitely dead. Yes. And good on Gordon for not turning into mush in the back of that truck <laughs> yeah. when it fell off. He's just fine. She's dead in the front seat with like a seatbelt and shit. And Gordon's like, I just, I just climb out the back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all good. The nuke didn't get me. It's okay. I'm fine. Yeah. How is Gordon still alive? I just don't understand. Plot armor. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plot armor, exactly. He had to. He had to tell, say that nice poem at Batman's funeral. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did you know that Christian Bale was actually there? Like he was at Wayne Manor when they were filming that scene because, like, obviously that's out in the open and people would have seen. 
Wait, everyone's here except for Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, smart. Yeah. Oh, no, Batman's dead. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think the grave actually said Miranda Tate on it when they were filming, too. Huh. Ah. There you go. Just so people weren't tipped off. Yes. Smart. Well, Nicholas. Yes, Jackie. I have a serious question for you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to start with you. Because does anyone have anything else to add to this? No. Yeah. James, are you ready to record this? <laughs> I I have him down as NA for this one. Yes, which is why Nicholas, would you watch this movie again? Because I know leading into this you had negative thoughts surrounding this movie, and by the sounds of it you still kinda do. But has your opinion of this movie increased? Decreased? My, and would you watch it again? My opinion on the entire series has has increased. Good. That being said, Oh no! I would not watch this again. It's a no! Oh my god! It's a no! (laughs) I knew that would upset. Let's beat him up. I think it's perfectly fine, but there are two other Nolan Batman movies that are great and not as long. (laughs) Yeah. So that's all. Technically, there are only twelve minutes of difference. Or yeah, minutes of yeah. Difference. It, it was it was good to watch this again as a refresher because it's been I, I haven't seen this since it was out in theaters, but yeah, this doesn't it this didn't really do it for me. Disappointed. It's good. It's, like, it's, it, it is good. It's like quality <laughs> movie making and good on Nolan. Well, also we should acknowledge like how the fuck do you follow up from Dark the Night. Dark Knight? Yeah. yeah. So it should be it should be appreciated for that because I feel like I would crack under the pressure. That being and said, and also it's really hard just to make a good trilogy where every movie oh, yeah. is better than the next. Yeah, but <coughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, just <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I would not watch this again. Well, no, I would, I would right. one day, but I am not. Maybe in another nine years. And Kat, you're obviously a... I'm a yes. And James, I you're a... I, I, I'm a yes. I'm, I'm also a yes. Can I can I add some things on, yes. on mine? Yes, you um, can. Because yeah. I came into this remembering that my feelings about the, the trilogy was The Dark Knight's my favourite, and then Rises is good, and then Begins is also good, but not quite as good as the other two. Having rewatched all, because the only one I'd watched multiple times before this was The Dark Knight... I have completely changed my mind in that Dark Knight is still my favourite, but Begins is actually much better than Rises. Um, Begins is way better than I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely the same for me. I Rises, while I, yes, I would still watch it again, it's predominantly for the last, like, the last 10 minutes. And, there, and there's where something we disagree on, Nick. Like, I kind of agree with you, the Robin line is lame, but um, I think the, the funeral and... Gordon's thing and um, Alfred's moment is really emotional and really good. Yes, that, yeah. that, that was really great. But yeah, that's like Michael Caine coming back finally after like yeah. two and a half hours. Also, sorry, just with yeah. the Robin thing, I just remembered. Oh, no. Uh, but like, I mentioned ADR. I think Robin, or the line Robin was ADR because that I, I went back and checked this. Like, the lady says, Oh, you should. Uh, I think she, like, gives him the bag. She was like, oh, I like your, uh, 
your birth name, and then it cuts to a shot behind her head, and it, and she goes, Robin, <laughs> and like, and Robin sort of nods and walks off. So I think that came down. I, I think it might have been something else, or the whole. Oh, oh, I like I, your birth oh, name, Bob. The, the I, I think the whole oh, my legal name might have been added. Who knows? Yeah. But um, Joseph Gordon Levitt would. Yeah, the other thing True. I was going to say was, um, <laughs> Laura quoted it very well when we were watching it. It's like when I was watching this, I feel like I was sleepy watching the like the first two hours, but I wasn't. I'm mm. wide awake because they like they shove so much different plots and different little like quickly building characters in the mm. in the first two hours of this movie and for, for example the most obvious thing about it was um when batman and catwoman are going through the tunnels the the little action sequences there while they look good they're so quick because they they clearly have stuffed so much time into this that they don't feel mm. satisfying and it feels like because of how how much plot they want to build with the sewers with gordon with gordon's with the the blonde guy that doesn't believe gordon and with everyone else, that they don't actually give many moments for this to like, like sit and actually like build like emotional uh, weight. Yeah, mm. I feel like they were almost trying to do that with like the dancing scene that like cat like at the mask. Yeah, ball, and it just didn't hit. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really hit for me. So yeah, my mm. my watching this again is mainly for the last five minutes, the first five minutes. Uh, and like the the first like driving scene and the um and the like later on resolution once he's back to being Batman after he rises yeah yeah yes I agree so usually we would go into a segment called what are we watching and what are we excited for so we have for the last eighty four episodes sort of ish kind ish. of whatever. Um, sort of ish. There was one we skipped because because Cat's place was being rained down with lightning. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. we almost all died. But um, this week we're going to listen to a bunch of statistics from Hamez or Gems. I should probably call him not what we call him <laughs> off air. Everyone's um, like, who the fuck is Hamez? <laughs> yes, from James, who it's has just our resident tech guy. You know, kindly <laughs> getting in on the weekends. Gone back through. Every movie and seen when who said would watch it again the most, who said who wouldn't watch it again the most, and all that sort of stuff. So, James, yes. I'm going to hand over to you to do some things. Thank you very much, Jacob. Yeah, thank so you. Spent probably about five hours or so, especially with some of the earlier episodes. Sometimes it's really hard to find because I, you know, how Spotify you can skip forward 15 seconds and back. Some of the earlier ones, you guys will all say like, yes, yes, and yes, within about four seconds, and it's very hard oh, to no. find. <laughs> but yeah, I have compiled everything and uh, found the most fun stats of it. So first of all, who do you guys think said yes to the most movies? I'm going to say me. Oh, I think me. <laughs> say me. <laughs> <laughs> One of you is correct. And that person is Jacob. Yeah! Uh, winner, so, winner! Of course, I've done this on percentage because Jacob's the only one that's been on every episode. Ah, oh, son um, of a bitch. But Could he take all this year or walk away from it? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> doesn't let us record without him. Yeah. So Jacob says yes to 73% of movies, said maybe to 10%, and no to 17 Oh, okay. Uh, just behind him, Nick said yes 71% of the time, uh, maybe 5% of the time, and no 24%. What a nose, Nick. Uh, I don't remember anything I said maybe on. Well, I... You might not have literally said maybe, but if it's like... Uh, I'm just like all up in the air about it. So often enough you would say, uh, if someone wanted to watch it with me, I suppose I would. I count that as a maybe because you really weren't that keen on on it or not. Cat does a lot too. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, So thirdly is Cat with 64% yes, 26% maybe, by far the most um, indecisive of us. (laughs) Never makes a decision. That just tells you everything that yeah. you need to know about me right there. And 10% no. So she actually has the least amount of no's. She just, the maybes mean that she's not so high on the yeses. Yeah, right. Oh. Now, before I say my own one, I'd like to remind you that I joined halfway through and you guys did all the ones you wanted to in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we said we wouldn't do that when we started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we did. I'm at 53% yes, 9% maybe, and 38% no. Rough. So I am the most Gosh. negative of us, but I think that's predominantly well, because people. of the, uh, yeah. the that I wasn't included in all the... The years we went through. Um, so that's fair. I also checked... That was surprising, actually. I'm glad you were all surprised. I like that you all yeah. thought you were the most positive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I also uh, checked this against the dates the film w- films were made to see how how we like the films based on the years. Oh, okay. So I've done um because there's only there's only, it was only a couples that are in the twenties, thirties, and two thousand and tens. I've done every decade from the forties to the to the noughties. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so 40s at least to the noughties. I like how that, <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. It rolled very well. From the forties um, to the noughties. Our least favorite decade, shockingly, is the forties. Wow. At forty-one uh, percent. Is that forty-one percent? No. Forty-one uh, percent. Yes. So I. Okay, yeah, so okay. um, maybe's are are as a half mark, basically. Okay. So the sixties is next at forty-four percent. Uh, then the fifties at fifty-nine percent. So a big uh, big swing up there. Uh, the seventies at sixty-one percent, the noughties at eighty-six percent. So another huge swing there. Jesus. The nineties at ninety-one percent, and the eighties. The eighties are our favorite decade at ninety-two percent. Yeah, oh, had a great, great, like just a great decade for movies. <laughs> Which it's funny that you say that, Kat, because I also checked individually what we, what decade oh, was, was our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I bet mine was the 90s. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, I was, love 90s cinema. Was so, mine also the 90s? Well, uh, Kat is the 90s with 94% for that one. <laughs> uh, Jacob's she, favorite yeah. is the 80s, just like which is our overall favorite, with 97%. Oh, what, okay, what did I say no to in the 80s? Uh, I think it was a maybe. Let me quickly bring it up. Um, so what was Jacob's? Uh Ninety-seven uh, percent for the eighties, right? Um, um, I, sort by what, I bet Nick's is the noughties. What year was Blade Runner? No, don't tell me that. <laughs> uh, Jake, yeah, you don't Blade Runner is your maybe in the eighties, Jacob. Wow. So I said maybe to Blade Runner. Wow. Well, speaking of hundred percent, Nick's is also the eighties with a hundred percent. Oh. Wow. <laughs> 
fucking God. dog. I, I was waiting for like something weird, like the fifties or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my oh. mine is the noughties with a hundred percent. Wow. Oh. Oh. So I think I, I think I missed a couple of the Naughties ones, uh, The Departed. Although I would have watched that again, and yeah, Avatar. That's a good film. But um, otherwise, yeah, I enjoyed all of those ones. James, did you just alter nice. the like the listing on your document? I just I just sorted it by date rather than the um, okay because like it just changed on my screen and I got very scared. It should, it should be back to normal. <laughs> it's now. back now. So, do you know who missed the most episodes as a regular contributor? Uh, it would have been me. Well, okay. if you yes, you like um, the first first it, forty. Yeah, if you're counting by overall, it's me by a landslide. <laughs> yes, but if you count from Return of the King when you became a regular contributor well, and if a you co-host. Count then, fun fact, me and Nick are actually tied for missing, you are. Uh, I believe, eight episodes each. Yep, I just really? came through it. Oh, oh my God. And then so Kat misses six, I believe. Yep. Uh. So Kat's got the second most episodes. <laughs> I've got 85. Kat's um, only got 79. And my last fun fact for it were the biggest streaks of uh, saying yes or no to movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nick is actually the most positive for the longest. From Interstellar through seven, early on in the list, he said yes for 16 movies in a row. Wow. <laughs> they were all the 80s ones, weren't they? <laughs> well, a fair few of them. Um, the most negative for the longest was Cat. <laughs> of who, course. <laughs> th- who has the least no's overall, like on averages. But uh, from Garden State through to Yojimbo, she says no to seven movies in a row. Wow. Uh, partly, luckily, she was missed Ikaru, which all three of us said yes to because she was away for that week, which would have interrupted that streak. So, Wow. But, yeah, those are, those are my favorite. Hey, you don't know if week. I would have said yes or no to Ikaru. We, we don't, no. but I reckon you would have liked it. Yeah. If we all liked it. I read, the, I read the Wikipedia for it and I was like, oh, I should have watched this. <laughs> Well, James, that was very interesting. Do you have any more? Uh, no, that was that? The, those were all the ones that, that I had. I hope you enjoyed. Well, I did. That was actually really inter- like interesting, and that was really cool. Um, so now I'm going to start with asking Kat, what are yes. your top three movies from this list? Jacob, I'm so underprepared. Kind of glad you asked. <laughs> um, can I just say a, like five? Six honourable mentions to start. Uh, Okay, you can do honourable mentions, but I need to know your number one, your number two, and your number three. Okay, my number one, it's got to be one of the best movies of all time. Starring one of the greatest actors. Oh my God, just get on with it. (laughs) The Matrix. Oh, Oh, wow. And then my second one would have to be Silence of the Lambs. Yep. And then Fargo. Ooh, two of the first four episodes. It was so hard to pick, though, because I love, like, Jurassic Park and Pulp Fiction. And I have a growing love for Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yay! Yay! And I also really, really enjoyed Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock's movie. Rear Window's good. Um, I was was pleasantly surprised by it, too. Yeah. Hamez. yeah. James Mamban. What are your top three? So I've, because my top three probably would have been Return of the King, Dark Knight, and probably Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Um, but I I decided to go in a different direction for this. So I did my favorite three that I hadn't seen before doing this list. I like it. 
a, a lot of what I've enjoyed about this is seeing movies, famous movies that I would otherwise probably have never have watched. Yep. So yep. Uh, my number three was Garden State, um, which none of you guys really liked so much, but was a pleasant surprise for me in terms of something I'd never heard of. I obviously liked Scrub, so I was like, oh, I wonder what, um, what's his name? Nick, help me here. Zach Braff. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know Zach Braff did his whole like directorial thing and that it was famous. And it was just a, a really nice movie that I, that I felt really good after with. Um, my number two was Almost Famous, which was we did a, around a similar yeah. time, which is just very, very similar feeling, actually. Just a, a, a great movie. Feels good. Lots of interesting things along the way. Good character development. Such a good movie. Yeah. And your number one. And my number one, and Kat, you might have guessed it before, my number one was Ikaru. I, th- this one came right out of left field for me because, like, I'd seen Seven Samurai. I thought it was decent, but I was th- I was expecting another similar thing. And this movie just sh- totally moved me in a way I did not expect at all from a 1950s Japanese movie. Um was one of those those rare ones that I was absolutely hooked the whole time. There was no time where I was looking at, like, how long do I have to go kind of thing. And, yeah, it's quite a beautiful film that I recommend to anyone listening. I love that. There we go. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, Nick. Yes, Jacob. What are your top three? So for my number three, this is – quite possibly my favorite movie ever. So I put it at three just as like a, <laughs> just, you know, cause I, I don't want to put it too far up. Cause I feel it's like my just favorite movie ever and my third favorite of the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I want to have a surprise, but yeah, my number okay. three was back to the future too. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, my, just a classic. Yes. My number two was North by Northwest. Interesting. Ah, yeah, I, I wasn't on that episode. Nice. You were all very positive about, about I that one, so love I thought that. It, was, it was good. I think because it's so ingrained in culture, I just didn't really expect much. I think we would we had mm. kind of been on a streak of being let down by that era. Yeah, that yeah. we definitely had been. We were, yeah. I think that was just so refreshing. You'll have to watch it, James. I Let will. us know what I you think. I have been convinced. Yes, it's, it's, very, it's <laughs> very, very decent. And uh, my number one... Is twelve angry men? Wow, <laughs> you're kidding! My number one. Uh, it is a oh good my movie. I, and I remember when I watched it, I was like, "Ooh!" Like we're still pretty early on. I was like, "Ooh, this could very possibly be my favorite." Um, I just really I appreciate. I very early one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah episode twenty-five. I, oh, I appreciate how much they were able to oh, do sorry. with that one set. I love bottle episodes of TV, so I think that just really. Uh, yeah, kind of wow. pricked me up yeah. a bit. Yeah, that was a nice surprise, Nick. I love Nick. that. Yes. Okay. My, that means it's Jacob. my turn. Yes. Okay. So, obviously I could, you know, say Star Wars or Back to the Future or Lord of the Rings because they're kind of, you know, my favourite. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're consistently just amazing. Or even Indiana Jones. But I was like, no, I can't go with that. So, my number three is Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, classic. because nice. it's the original Ghostbusters and it's fucking great. Um, my number two, I bet you that you'd all guess because it is essentially my favourite movie of all time and we recorded two episodes on it because I fucked one of them, <laughs> is Princess Bride. Nice. Aww. So I, you know, there I was love a- that fact about you. 
And Princess Bride is his favorite movie. Number one is Schindler's List. Oh, I thought that might come so up good. somewhere. I th- that was, I think, my number one for this whole list. It was, just, you know, it was just really, it's a good, really sad, but really good movie. So that was my, you know, that's my number one. When when I was going I back it. to listen to them all, as you all know, I didn't, I couldn't find a would watch it again or not on Schindler's list. And that was because I scrolled through about like, Eight minutes of Jacob emotionally talking about how how great the movie is, how much everyone should watch it, and you and you guys kind of agreeing and being and I'm like, like they didn't say the thing, but I'm pretty sure this is three yeses. <laughs> so that's good so, to know. Yeah. That you could top. tell that you know. I says I really liked it. Yeah. Um. So, Kat, I'm going to come movie. back around to you. Yes. What? Okay. <laughs> so we ha- we we set a ground rule for ourselves before I ask you this question. I'll tell you one. Because obviously anyone that's been listening for a while knows that we all hated A Clockwork Orange. Yes, we did. And that it is so our much. least favourite film. So in terms of our bottom three, it's essentially our second worst, third worst, and fourth worst, because we all agreed that A Clockwork Orange is the bottom. So, mm-hmm. Kat, what are your bottom three? Okay. I'm going to go backwards because I didn't start backwards and I feel like I should have. It's more okay. <laughs> Coming in at number four for me (laughs) is Night of the Hunter. And mostly because I just, I think it was just because it was a silent film and I was, I just wasn't into it, you know? Wait. You you just know how it is. Do do you mean, do you mean black and white? And it was silent. No. No, it wasn't. It was not silent. Night of the Hunter had words. You think, oh, you're thinking of Sunrise with the with the couple and the and the cheating on yeah. the wife. Oh yeah, that's okay. a Sunrise, a song of two well, humans. Both of them. Was... Up <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense that you would like a, a movie that you thought was silent that's not meant to be. <laughs> Proves that it's uh, you know, I just had it on mute. <laughs> yeah, not memorable. Oh, that's funny. Um, coming in at number three. 2001 A Space Odyssey, and just because it's, like, I I appreciate the concept and I appreciate the cinematography and what it did for cinema, but it's just so long and I just you did say no to watching sit that through again. that again. Yeah, she did. I just, yeah, could never sit through that again. Did, did you like the bit, like, the middle bit with Hell 9000 and the, like, and the astronauts and, like, betraying them and stuff? Yeah, I liked that. Exactly. That's what again, saved it, was it for me. Just yeah, same. So like, drawn out. Yeah, no, that is the interesting bit. I agree. Do you know that's my dad's favourite movie of all time? Oh, well, he and I can have an argument I got, about I got, that we got, next well, time I come over. When when he um heard from one of his work colleagues that we trashed it for like half an hour, <laughs> he, he was like, that's the greatest movie, I love that. He's in the kitchen like, I'm oh sorry. He's like, you can't record have in my house anymore. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then you guys will probably guess this, but my second least favourite movie on the entire list is Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? No shocker there. I just hate it with a burning passion. <laughs> it just, I just, yeah. No, that's it. I, I have very strong feelings and I cannot verbal verbalize them. Fair enough. Interesting. Which is, is shit because this is an audio meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it more difficult. 
makes it so difficult. So I'm sorry, listeners, but my opinion is no. You can go back to would we watch that movie again? And I'm sure Kat gives her thoughts there too. Yes. Yeah. Um, Go back and listen to that. (laughs) James. Yes. So. What are your bottom? My. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to three, two, one. We're going to ignore Clockwork Orange here. It yep. doesn't exist. Um, so my third least favorite was Persona, uh, which we watched like about two thirds of the way through. I think Kat did the report, but um, it was a lot of the most interesting part of it was re- after after watching it, reading the different like theories about it and the potential ways they were trying to do it and the fun facts about it. That, that was the all Swedish one, yeah, the, with the two yeah. like, girls, and that and that I was the only that too. they were the only people in the movie. It was really arty, and all yeah, that. it was really arty. And I don't hate arty things, but it, we know, yeah, this one. <laughs> it was one of the shortest movies on the list. I think it clocked like an hour thirty. And not, did any of us actually like watch it properly? I, I watched it on I don't one really know what on one time speed, it. and yeah. I wish I hadn't because it was yeah. so slow and and not a lot happens. And Nick got to skip that one. He did. Bitch. Um, my second least favorite <laughs> from um, four weeks ago was Ooh. eight and a half. My last report. <laughs> um, maybe it was because I, I was like, "All right, this is the last one before before the the Batman's." That's exciting. And you got stitched up with the shit movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, obviously, as we can see from my thing, none of us said we would watch it again. So unanimous no. And the most difficult part was like f- for some some of these, you go back to some of the old ones, like. Godfather and Citizen Kane and whatnot are, are, you know, obviously hyper well regarded as like the most amazing movies, sort of thing. This one, yeah. from what a lot of things I read, is like pretty up there as far as yeah. like really popular, amazing, the, the best possible movie about filmmaking. And just I had all these things oh. about how amazing it is and how good it is and smart. And I was just bored and hated it and, yep. and had nothing. I didn't like the characters at all. And then I had to write write the report about it and try to try and find enough interesting stuff. The making yeah, of it was interesting once again, but the movie itself I just yeah. didn't like. Mm. And similar mm. to Cat, my number one is Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this it was just another thing of a long movie that, while the visuals and production elements were nice. The story for me was very sad and gloomy and not in not in a sad way that I can, like, not in a Schindler's List kind of sad way, just in a, well, this shit sucks for these people and this is kind of how it was in the Vietnam War, so. I was the only person that said yes to watching that movie again. You were. <laughs> and But, yeah, it just, it's a, a lot of... It's two hours of build-up for the Marlon Brando thing, which is a bit of a letdown to me. Um, mm. Sorry, James, can I just jump back to before we I asked Nick the question? Yeah. And you said Nick's longest streak without saying no was 16. Yeah. Sorry, that's that's his yes streak. You're, yours with the mate. You want to th- say about the maybes? Yeah, I was like, I went like 50 episodes without saying no, but there's <laughs> maybes in there. periodic maybes that break Damn it, it up. <laughs> Damn so it. Nick... Nick is more con- entirely positive. You're uh, better at not being negative. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, Nick, what are you super negative about? <laughs> well, I was very, very close to putting um, Apocalypse Now as my number three. But he but, avoided it. But 
Instead, I went for something that has completely left my brain to the fact that I couldn't even recite the plot to you. Uh, it's Citizen Kane. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. I, I, I was like scrolling through the list and I was like, oh yeah, Apocalypse Now. It's like a, you know, kind of, I just remember being very sour on it. And I saw Citizen Kane and I was like, oh yeah. And then I couldn't even remember my thoughts on it. I just remember not liking it and just... I feel like it was the antithesis of, yeah, this isn't very good, but, you know, it did things, uh, you know, <laughs> film filmmaking wise. Orson Welles. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, it, it was very, yeah, unimpressionable for me. It's just gone. So that's my number three. Um, Nick, can I, can I just ask, do you, do you get what I'm saying then about eight and a half where, because everyone says it's so great, that the fact oh, that you don't, yeah. like, it just makes you like, like it less because you're like... What? Yeah, hundred percent. You're like, this sucks. Why does everyone <laughs> yeah. think this is good? What's I'll wrong with everyone? Citizen Kane is my eight and a half. Yeah. All right. But, your uh, number two. My number two is Avatar. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. This isn't a hot take, but I think it's mostly <laughs> it's mostly uh, the fact that it is it was such a massive deal at the time, but has just completely dropped off the face of the earth since. Yeah. And it was kind of just an ad for 3D. Yeah. Yeah, the the right. And look sucks. how that went. <laughs> I, I think and it's it's I don't know, James Cameron is He's a, a great director. He's a tool. Yeah, I don't like him. Oh really? Well Yeah. I I don't agree with that, but um <laughs> I <laughs> I See, did... Jacob knows him personally, yeah. so he can have an actual opinion about it. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Well, fair enough. Well, but I, I think he's a very... Celebrity friends. He's, he's a good director, but he clearly just isn't... I don't know. Well, I don't want to say he's a bad writer, but for this, he just did not try. Maybe and... two, three, four, and five might change your mind. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, fuck. God, we're getting this. <laughs> And number, number one. one, number one, obviously, I, I um I ranked this in the in a different context. I didn't put in my two, three, and four. I did it with the context of obviously a Clockwork Orange is number one, but I just got rid of it because even though like we had agreed on it, I thought you guys were going to whip it out anyways. You're number one, and to be different, I wrote Fellowship of the Ring as number oh, one. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And if anyone wants to fight me in a car park, then more than welcome. I will fight you in a car park. 2v1, let's get him. (laughs) I will bring my fucking sword. That's right. I'll I'll put on my magical little ring and you'll never find me. (laughs) This is how we finally kill me. This This is is a hot take. This is my a hot heart take. just broke a I, little bit. I, I dare even say Fellowship of the Ring is the worst movie I've ever seen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. But uh, in terms of letdown, I don't know. The, the Lord of the Rings. Actually, Ret- Return of the Rings. Uh, sorry, Return <laughs> of the Rings. Return of the King. Is, Return of the King is very good. But I don't know. I've, I was just... Way oversold Jacob's on Lord done. of the Rings. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, back. maybe everyone should just calm down a bit about Lord of the Rings because <laughs> you're really just, you're really just ruining it for the rest of us. And maybe this Amazon series will be good. I will not calm down <laughs> about might. Lord of the Rings, Nicholas. <laughs> well, you're ruining it for future generations. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Oh my god. Anyway, Jacob. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna cry. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> um. Okay. So me number three, wild strawberries. Oh yeah. Fucking just so boring, and I just didn't <laughs> like it. You know, just not much. Because I couldn't even tell you what the plot was. I kind of picked it like something about strawberries. Old, old man dying. And I'm pretty sure Naomi like did that report. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah sorry, she did. sorry, Naomi. Swedish cinema. I'm sorry. Um, I dodged that one. So that's that's my number my number three. Uh, the next one is the one that Cat got confused about, which is Sunrise: The Song of Two Humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that was I'm excruciatingly so painful to try and watch, and went for way too long to, for a silent film. Mm-hmm. Way, way too long. Um, and then I was very much tossing up for the number one position, and I was kind of a bit all over the place. You know, eight and a half was in my you know honourable mentions of what I was writing down. Persona was up there as well, but it has to be the four hundred blows. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I think is one of James's you know sort of recent ish. Reports? It, yeah, it, about the French schoolboy. It was yeah. a it was a no 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 and yes for me, and I would retract it now because I I I don't actually see myself ever watching it again. <laughs> don't know Jamie, why I said yes at the time. What if you just sorted the list as? Um. Oh, I, sorry. I'll put it back. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, how long ago was four hundred blows? But I yes, just, um, I was just going to say that. Um. Sunrise was one of the rare ones where we all said no. I was, I was about to count all the ones that we had all said no to. Oh, do that, was... do that. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's have but a geese. Keep going about 400 blows. Um, no, I, I don't have really anything else. It was just, I just didn't like it. It was, you know. Well, I'm, I'm sorting by ones Kat has said no to since she was the least. So we have Fistful of Dollars you all said no, um, no to. Oh, I had such high hopes for that trilogy and it just shat all over them. <laughs> I disagree. I feel like for a few dollars more, the one people never talk about is great, but the others are kind of not as good. Yeah. I just... What else, James? It's just that one iconic scene. Um, uh, so Clockwork Orange is the next one that came up, which yeah. we all yeah. know. Uh, Sunrise, as I just said, is another one that we none of us are interested in watching again. Uh, Persona is also there. Which Nick was away for, but the other three of us wanted nothing to do with it. Yep. And uh, oh, Yo Jimbo actually was three no's, and Nick was away. Yep. Which I I like more than the other ones we're talking about here. Um, it's a lighter no for me. And then eight and a half is the last one. What about I think one to watch out of them? It would be a Jimbo. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of all yeses before James came along. There's heaps of all yeses. There's a huge <laughs> string. It's just yes, 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 yes. Because yes. it's all we the good ones that we yeah, want to talk it's about. Like, yeah. You know, it's like Silence of the Lambs, Terminator, Fargo, Jurassic Interstellar. Park. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It just I don't actually on. have ratings for Jurassic Park because you didn't, you only you came up with that it. system on the second episode. It's how good oh, we well, are. Would you all watch it, would... Jurassic Park again? No. 100%. No, of course not. Oh, of course Jurassic I would. <laughs> Jacob. It's a joke. I'm like Nick's fucking Lord of the Rings dude. <laughs> Ruin that guy's life. Oh. oh my god. Were you a yes for Jurassic Park, Nick? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Can't no, wait to get, I would have can't wait to get joined in Jacob public. and Nick. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate this. I'm going to drop off his Aragorn and kick your ass. I, I know I like to have hot takes to be funny every now and again, but that I, I've gotten genuinely. 
genuine <laughs> anger from people for talking shit about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> You're about to be murdered in public. It's, One of our a- listeners will kill you. Someone has said to me, wow, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. It was me. <laughs> Which is fair. Oh, no. Um, the, it's a good thing that I ended up not being on the um, the Princess Bride episode, because I think Jacob would be really mad at me, too, if I had uh, shared my thoughts on that one. I know what your thoughts are. <laughs> We've oh, had gosh. this discussion off air. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not as strong as Nick on well, the Rings. Tune in next week when it's just me and Kat because the other two are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right, James. We'll, we'll, we'll let you live. Thank, thanks, Nick. Mate. On the other hand, well, I'd be worried what Laura would do to us if, <laughs> if yeah he just disappeared. Oh well. Um, um, yeah. So that's all the that's all the ratings and things. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was. Yeah, I've got no more questions. Um, so I guess that's our list. Um, that's done. That's really sad. We've that- done all 101 movies. We're not going to do like seven it. more endings to this episode, like that shitty uh, elf movie. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jacob, for being the only one that laughed. I do not get the reference. I was talking about like Return of how it has... Oh. They're like, well, Return of the King, how it keeps oh. having different endings. And he's like, we're just going to end it differently every time until we get to an actual ending. Oh, my God. Well, um, <laughs> before we get to the ending, I'd just like to say thank you guys for letting me join you on your podcast. It has been a, a lot of fun, and I've watched so many movies that I loved and wouldn't have otherwise experienced. And it's been great to talk to you guys almost every week about it. Aww. Thanks, James. We're going to miss you, James. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Does, does our audience know that James is no well, longer going to be a regular my, contributor? I Yeah, I will not be making reports. However, if you guys will have me, I will happily jump on for some episodes. Okay. It's good. Be we'll, a we'll, we'll stay guest in the group star. chat and we'll oh, yeah, you, just message each week what we're doing. You can't remove from the group chat. And, oh. if, you, and if you want to change the logo again, you better remove, just remove the names. If it says Jacob Cat and Nick again, I'm going to be offended. <laughs> oh. uh, but um, yeah, thank you, James. I mean, you've been here for more than half of the episodes, really. Yeah. Um, you came yeah. in at about movie number 50, but we'd done less than 50 episodes at that point. Well, yeah, on you've done, a lot, of, you've done a lot of trilogies. Yeah, and um, no, thank thank you. And it's always been good to have at least three of us here. And having you on most weeks helped that if one of these two Muppets was away, that there was still. Who are you calling a Muppet, Nick? Um, <laughs> thank you. That there was still, you know, three of us that could create something for everyone to listen to. Um, even if it was so irregular that we're now rated as a fortnightly podcast because we've missed so many weeks. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we've definitely been doing this. We've done 85 episodes in, you know, two years, but it's fine. Um, in a month, it's actually our two year since we started. But um, for everyone else listening, we will obviously, um, we're not going to end. We're going to keep going. Yeah, we kind of salt. We started the episode with kind of like, we'll never, this is yeah. it. Not our last movie. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. We're, we're but, still. Watch it again, 2.0. Yeah, we're going to carry just... on. We're not obviously doing a list anymore, but we're kind of just going to pick different things. If you guys have anything you want us to 
look at, just send us an email, send us a Facebook message, send us an Instagram message, leave it in a review on iTunes, five stars, and we will review that movie for you. Um, Doesn't matter how shit it is. We will watch it. Give us something. (laughs) Um, But otherwise, yeah, we will just be back as best we can weekly. If things happen, obviously, like have happened before, there might be weeks where we've just disappeared, but always know that at some point we will return. Um, yeah. Until we don't. Until, but, yeah, but if we don't, we'll yeah. let, I'll let you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if something's drawn drastically wrong, then you will find out. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us talk to about 101 different movies that you should see before you die. And I say, no matter what our opinions are, you should go and sit down and watch every 101 of those movies before you die. Except Clockwork Orange. Except Except Clockwork Orange. Watch the Zodiac instead, because we've reviewed 102 movies on this podcast, because Zodiac replaces replaces Clockwork Orange in the 101 movies you see before you die, because Clockwork Orange is garbage and Zodiac is good. (laughs) True. So, yes. Um, But, yeah, as always, I'm your host, Jacob, and second most is... (laughs) Cat? Yes. <laughs> Me? I'm Cat. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure where you were going. Yeah, and, and, and James. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Boop.